0: Minute Tailgate Talk. I am your host, Rex Harrison, and it's college football week number 14, baby. And I'm going to be optimistic. I know I could be a Debbie Downer because Ohio State's chances aren't looking good. I know I could be very sad and depressed because the chances just simply don't look good, but I'm not. I'm going to be an optimist. I'm going to be a total fan this weekend, and I'm going to be a believer. I'm going to be an absolute believer. Here on the phone with me is my boy. I don't know how much of my boy is going to be this week. Because I think he's gonna come after my neck. But here's my boy Nick Wright. What's up, man?
1: Yo, yo. I'm just. I just gotta say, I'm so happy at this point in the year. Uh, basketball's finally back. Fuck football. I can't wait to get this shit over with. Duke basketball, baby. And before we move on, I have to ask: Did you say that you were a believer or
0: a believer? <laughs> I'm actually both. I think Justin Bieber is actually an incredible talent, and I and I seem to be finding myself loving a lot of his songs. You don't? I mean, his recent ones are pretty good. I think he's good. I, I don't know how he is, as you'd say in sports terms, off the field. He's had some issues. But on the field, the guy can perform.
1: Well, off the field, he's going after Selena
0: Gomez, so I compliment him in his uh, choice of women. And he seems like he's kind of turned it around, you know? Becoming a Christian, not getting DUIs and punching reporters, so he's, he seems to be getting it to- together. I guess. He's kind of the Johnny Manziel of singing. What, is Johnny Manziel a Christian now? No. I'm just saying, like, his behaviors that he did in the past, like, he could perform on the field, but off the field he had, like, a lot of baggage. Justin Bieber always was good, like, on the stage, but, like, off the stage he had a lot of baggage and, like, did a lot of shit crazy. Like, they just remind me of each other, and they've been caught hanging out before, too.
1: Yeah, I think the difference is that Justin Bieber is making a bunch of You know, nice pop rap albums now, making a shit ton of money and probably plowing Selena on the side. And uh, Johnny Manziel is probably in rehab somewhere, or he should be.
0: I don't know. Apparently he's off, like, the drugs because there's been multiple pictures. And he's about to get married, too, to some girl who's apparently hot. There's a bunch of pictures on Twitter where people are calling Johnny Meatball because he's fat and has a gut now. You haven't seen those pictures?
1: No, I don't care enough about him. You know I don't I hate either.
0: It. I don't either. I don't either. Just funny, Johnny Meatball. Like that's like what they used to call Snooky. Yeah. And That's just funny to me. Anyways, anyways, I will say this. I'm saying I'm a, I'm uh, I'm sad about Ohio State's situation, but I'm more sad that it's it's the last week of college football for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like that's depressing to me. Isn't it depressing to you? I know you're happy about college basketball, but come on. No, yeah, that sucks. But I mean, we still have the bowls to look forward to. Yeah, but the bowls are so spaced out, and you don't even get into a good one. That's the good like, thing. That's yeah, the good. Yeah, thing. but you don't get a good one until two or three weeks in. Okay, Mac Maxin is terrible, but we watch that anyways and enjoy it. Well, that's because we're degenerates, and that's there's nothing to do on a Tuesday night. But I I have no desire on a Saturday night in prime time to watch Arkansas State play Louisiana Monroe in a bowl game, the GoDaddy.com game. I have no desire. Uh- Louise Louisiana been rows four and seven, so they didn't and I have that written
1: down right now, so I know I'm not talking out of my ass. So they couldn't go to a bowl game. But I get your point is well taken.
0: Yes, right. I actually did know that too because I looked that up earlier as well. <laughs> but you know my point. Anyways, before we even jump into it, last time we spoke, well, via podcast, uh we talked about Thanksgiving, we went over all this stuff. How was it Thanksgiving just to get that off our chest? Was it good?
1: Yeah, it was good. Let's get the football.
0: Okay. Wow, very short. Let's talk about Wait, a- wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. wait, we were 3 and 0 by the way in our NFL picks for that day. We were 3 and 0. We were absolutely, which was better than our college football picks. And I know this is a college football show. And speaking of that, we did go 2 and 2, me and you split. And I'll go over that real quick. Our wins that we had was my win, Memphis minus 28. They beat East Carolina 70-13. Thank you East Carolina. You've been the most fucking worst team of all times this whole season. And um and I think it's now up to of six out of seven that I bet against East Carolina that I've won. So they've been fantastic. Fantastic for us. Uh, LSU, you won minus 10, great pick. They beat AM 45 to 21. Our losses were FAU, fucking Lane Kiffin, was bragging about you getting all the bitches in Boca Raton, and you did me dirty. You won by 19, but the spread was 21 and a half, and I I feel like he's a gambler and would have known that and would have tried some crazy plays at the end or or something or kicked a field goal or some way somehow would have covered because you know he's gambling on his own team. Didn't, Dude, he, did, didn't do it.
1: Didn't you see that thing a few weeks ago where he got in trouble with like Vegas or Vegas was pissed at him because he uh, he was covering FAU was covering and then they elected to take like a, a safety at the end and they weren't like they lost the cover and he tweeted something like. Bad beats or
0: some shit. Apparently, Vegas is pretty pissed about it. Wow. That's hilarious. If he, His Twitter lately has been unbelievable. We'll go into that later when we start talking about the Tennessee coaching carousel. But his Twitter handle, if you get a chance, go look at Lane Kiffin's Twitter handle. It is fucking hilarious. I like the guy ten times more now. For sure. Uh, Washington State also lost. which I, Oh, God. They didn't even lose. That- they got fucking... Mighty Raid Raiders fucked in the ass. Forty-one fourteen. that was it. Chris Peterson took his fist, balled it up, stuck it right up Mike Lees' ass, and it came out of his mouth. That was terrible. Yeah, that was, they should be relegated after that game. Ex- oh my God, speaking of that, Speaking of that, I, I was listening to the radio the other day, and I thought of a, it was a really cool concept. They were talking about what if college football was, like, the premier league of soccer. What top 20 teams would you keep in the top 20 and, like, have different sections, like, going down, down, and who would fluctuate up and down? would not that, isn't that a kind of cool concept? Oh, shit. Tech would be right on the outside looking in. Yeah, and that's something that we will – I think we should debate on another podcast. There's too much to talk about, obviously, with the college football playoff coming up. But I think that would be a fantastic podcast. I think we get a lot of listens. I think that would be really good, don't you? Yeah. And we will do that. Okay, that puts our overall record to 33-21-3. and That leaves us 57.8% for the regular season, which is fantastic. I've been preaching it all year. Anything over 56% Vegas considers unbelievable. Bravo, bravo. I'm bowing right now as I'm speaking. You're welcome for a fantastic season. Uh, From me and Nick, 57.8%. Hey, Nick, congratulations to us, buddy. Pop the champagne. I've already been popping it, man. I've already been popping it. Yeah, it's not easy to get you to pop uh, any sort of alcohol, is it? No, it's hard. (laughs) All right, now moving on to the last weekend in review. The first game, I have to give myself a pat on the back, a big one, two, three on the back. Number two, Miami drops to Pittsburgh 24-14 24-14 and all I have to say is told you people I told you that Pittsburgh was so opposite from Miami and they were gonna lull them to sleep in that shitty cold weather with the ugly women and the coal mines and Miami went sleepwalking in there and they got beat yeah that's all you have to say had, uh, that's all you
1: just say, had say? Mon- yeah I had money on that game so yeah that's all I have to say so you're upset I am okay. fuck Pittsburgh Yeah. And everyone
0: yeah. from there Fuck Pittsburgh and the horse they rode in on Um, And all their fans, they suck Including
1: Pittsburgh Steelers And Pittsburgh Penguin fans, you all suck
0: I I couldn't agree more And if you are a Pittsburgh Steelers fan Or a Penguins fan, I don't even want you listening to to us So (laughs) I will go ahead and segregate the audience I don't give a shit If you're a Pittsburgh fan, there's something wrong with you morally So get out of here Turn it off now, press pause and leave Moving on, to number 25, Virginia Tech, 10, UVA, 0. That was the most boring game of all time. If you want to touch on that, go ahead. I mean,
1: I didn't even watch it. We were together meeting up with high school friends. That's how boring that game was. We I,
0: we spent the time catching up with old friends instead of watching that game. I mean, is that a testament to that rivalry, or is it just, like, because it was such a relevant game? I've been saying for a
1: while. I mean, I said I was worried last week that we might lose, but, I mean, damn, that I guess 10 points isn't really that big of a deal, but, I mean, uh, we held them to five, Virginia Tech held UVA to five yards rushing
0: the entire game. Like, that's pitiful. That's pitiful. That's absolutely terrible. And now 14 years in a row, I mean, is it really even a rivalry anymore? I think it's starting to become less Virginia Tech UVA, and maybe, maybe here in the future, in the next couple years, it's going to be maybe a Virginia Tech JMU rivalry for in-state, huh? No, Miami. Uh No, in-state, I said. We'll never play JMU again. You'll never play JMU again? That's the biggest crack, horse shit, bullshit statement I've ever heard in my life. Again.
1: We're not
0: scheduled. In our lifetimes. In our lifetimes. I'll bet you $1,000 on air right now that Virginia Tech and JMU plays again in our lifetimes. $1,000. All right. I'm you gonna come over with a shot. I'm gonna come over with a shotgun after this podcast is over and kill both of us, and I'll win heaven. <laughs> well, if you do that, then yes, you'd win. All uh, for a thousand dollars in heaven dollars. <laughs> no Bitcoin. Apparently, Bitcoin's like in the stock markets, like went crazy. Now, have you heard uh, about that? Uh, yeah,
1: B- Bitcoin is huge in, in heaven. Uh, yeah, I, re- I read something that if you if you invested a thousand dollars in Bitcoin in 2010 it would be worth like 60 million right now.
0: Yeah. No, it's like the rate it's going up even still like I'm like considering starting to play stocks cuz it's going ridiculous silly fast. Silly. Yeah, I have to. if I had money to invest I would definitely put money in it. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I heard about it a couple years ago but I didn't think it was like actually going to take off. Well, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay, moving on to a real rivalry even though actually it might not be because Ohio State has been dominating that Number nine, Ohio State, thirty-one. Michigan, the Harbaugh khaki boys, twenty. J.T. Barrett allegedly gets hit by a cartman before the game. Michigan. Before the. Go ahead. Right, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say Michigan goes up fourteen, nothing, all the adversity in the world, and we still come back and stomp that Wolverine ass. No, go ahead. I know. I have already talked to him about, like a little bit about this. He thinks the story's fake. Go ahead. Tell me why. I, tell me why anybody would make this story up after winning. Go ahead.
1: Because J.T. Barrett's a bitch and is trying to like make up for him like having to leave the game. What happened? He, he left the game when you guys were losing, by the way. It's your second string or your fourth string or whatever. The, how many strings it is that came back and won that game for you guys? Which I guess is a testament to you depth. But I just think the whole thing is weird. And Urban Meyer after the game was acting like he was uh, pissed. Act like it was, like, 9-11 or the JFK assassination. He's like, I will
0: find out who did this. No, no. Nick Saban's the only one who references 9-11 to football games of the severity. Not just.
1: I'm not saying he mentioned it. I said he acted like that. And it it, it just sounded weird. Like, yeah, I got hit, and it twisted me up. But I played the first half and some of the third quarter, and then I had to come out. It just is weird to me.
0: No, I definitely think it was weird, and I don't understand... Like, I, like when they said the thing about the cart when it first originally came out, I was like, oh my god, he went to the sidelines, and so got hit by a cart, tried to come in, and then he got hurt. Then when I found out it happened before the game, I also was very skeptical about it, and I still am. But I know that JT has had a knee injury like throughout like reoccurring thing through the year with his meniscus that he's been playing through, I don't know if it happened or not, to be completely honest, because that's what I want to be with the viewers. I'm not trying to be, like, overly biased. I don't know, but I just feel like it's very weird to fabricate a story like that after a win and, like, all that. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, if they lost the game and JT came out and then they made that story up and then like, there was a whole conspiracy theory that, like, a Michigan person came over and hit him, then, yeah, I get it. But uh, why would you make it up after you win? Does that make sense, or, or, or am I totally off by that? Because when
1: they
0: when they go get stopped by Wisconsin this weekend, he has an excuse. Oh yeah, you really think that they're that fucking smart to think ahead that much? I don't. I think Urban Meyer is. Uh, come on. I, you, like you're being a conspiracy theorist on the other spectrum of it. It's weird. It's weird. It dude. is weird. It's, it's, it is weird. But I don't think you, I, I have a feeling, like, it, it probably happened. I don't think that it was like a huge impact. I think JT kind of cut weird on the play, it hurt. And then yeah, he maybe like brought it up because Urban Meyer happened to see him laying okay this is what happened he saw him laying on the ground during pregame warmups holding his knee because apparently a cart guy hit him and then the only thing the only reason that makes me kind of believe it well okay let me, let me, let me think about it. the reason I think he actually was hurt was because there's like hospital records of him getting surgery Sunday on his meniscus but I don't understand how he has uh, surgery on his meniscus Sunday but then comes out and says he's 100% playing I mean I know it's a minor surgery but like Jesus what the fuck yeah, I don't know. No idea. I, I don't know. I, I guess let's chalk that up to we, we don't know. But the, one of the main points from that is, is yeah, Dwayne Haskins came in, who was a third string because Joe Burrow, the second string, uh, tore his knee up earlier in the year. Maybe he got hit by a cart guy, too, <laughs> at this, uh, earlier, I don't know, during practice. <laughs> Maybe a cart guy came and just fucking trucks all their quarterbacks. I don't know. And <laughs> uh, But Urban hasn't lost to Michigan yet, and Jim Harbaugh's 0-3 versus Ohio State. I think that's the moral of the story, Okay. If anybody should be making fucking lies and excuses, it should be Jim drinking milk harball.
1: Drinking milk with a steak. Come on, get it
0: right. <laughs> I mean, I said drinking milk. I didn't say he drink, doesn't drink it with steak. He does. He's disgusting. That was that was him, right? And Ruth Chris. So they got the picture of him drinking the milk with the steak. Yeah. Okay. Ruth Chris made this deal with uh, however many points Michigan uh, won by, they would take that much percent off uh, at Ruth Chris, and they beat Rutgers by seventy, and they to get. Uh, 70% off to everybody that came and there was a line around the block and they never did that promo again because they lost money that night. That geese. That's so funny. That's like the only funny thing Jim Harwell's ever done. I don't even I don't even know if he did that technically. Oh my god,
1: next game. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Uh number one Bama goes down 14 to 26 to Auburn. Auburn might be the hottest team in the country. Stidham finally is learning the system. Looks like he's putting it together. The D-line dominated. Sack and Jalen Hurts left and right. What did you think about that game? You said it might be the hottest team in the country? I think they
1: definitely are. And if you remember, if it wasn't for that 20-point blow and loss to LSU, they would be like, uh, I think like, oh, no, they'd be 11-1. And, one. <laughs> and it, would have been, it would have been nine games in a row. And they would have ran the table in the, in the SEC, which is crazy to me.
0: But, yeah, I mean, I was super surprised. About that, that game, um, but were you really super surprised? Because we both last time said that we think Auburn, we could see Auburn winning.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, but yeah, you're right. I wasn't that surprised. But the score, I think the score was was not as reflective of how close that game was. And what what, what really stuck with me was I don't. You were watching the game, right? Yeah. Uh, late in the fourth quarter, when Alabama was driving down the field trying to score, and then they had to kick the onside kick, but it, it didn't get to that. You remember how weird that one sequence of plays was, where. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts fumbled two snaps in a row.
0: Yeah, that was very bizarre.
1: That was like the most un-Alabama thing I've ever seen
0: in my life. Yeah, you know what though, and I was thinking about this during the game. For how great Nick Saban is, it seems like whenever they do actually lose, it's a lot of coaching issues. Does that make sense? Like the kick six, and like every time they lose, like in the defense they played uh, with the uh, time expiring la- last year versus Clemson, like it always seems like it comes back to the coaching. But it's ironic because like it's the best coaching in the country. It's just weird. I guess it just shows you how hard the game is, and being the coaches. Well, maybe that's true. That could be. That, that's a good point. But uh, we'll we'll move on, and we'll go. Uh, we are going full circle. We're gonna go dive into the college football playoff, talk about what we think about next week, who we think we're gonna be in, all that stuff. So we're not gonna harp on that too much. Uh, it was a good game. Uh, the Iron Bowl is always good. It's always good. Moving on to Oklahoma, number four Oklahoma beats West Virginia 59-31. to Baker Mayfield comes right in after playing one series. So basically the whole suspension was irrelevant for him grabbing his dick, the dick grabber. Uh, he throws for 281 yards, three touchdowns, locks up the Heisman. Congratulations to you, Nick. I know you were happy about that one. Woohoo! Uh, the rest of the games, I don't really want to dive into too much because we have so much to talk about. Great show, great show we have here. Uh, number three, Clemson, dominates South Carolina 34-10. to Notre Dame gets shit on by Stanford, like we called. Bryce Loves goes for 125 yards, definitely locked up second place for the Heisman, and Stanford is now in the Pac-12 championship game. The one I was confused about is Washington State just getting ass-fucked 14-41 by Washington. Chris Peterson came to play. We love Mike Leach, but that was pathetic, man. That was absolutely pathetic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was bad. I bet on it. Money line. So I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And you also bet it on tailgate boys. And you said that you wanted to tell everybody to make sure they did a dub- the money line and double up on it. So people got double fucked. Double penetration. Right. Double penetration. Sorry. All, right. All right, moving on to the headline news. Oh, my. All the headline news basically is the coaching. All the coaching fucking drama in the nation right now. The first one we're we'll to talk about is Herm Edwards might go to Arizona State. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Did you hear about that?
1: I mean, he coached in the NFL before I even was born. Or actually, no, not when I was born. But before I even gave a shit about the
0: NFL. And I went back and looked. Do you have his record in front of you? I don't know what it is Exactly. Do you have it? No. All I have is that uh, the last time he coached any sort of college football, he was a defense assistant at San Jose from 1987 to 1989, coached in the NFL ever since, and then he coached was the head coach at the uh, Jets and the Chiefs and was unsuccessful and had a losing record at both. But I don't have the statistics on his record he, in front of me. He was
1: at least 20 games block below 500 in the NFL. He huh. has no, basically no college experience. I, I just don't. That's head-scratching to me. That is so... Uh,
0: why? And at the same time, he's 63 years old, too. Like, And he's been an analyst since 2009. So I, he's been out of the game for 70 years.
1: And the dude they hired Graham, I mean, he, he wasn't doing great, but he wasn't doing terrible. I mean, wake up and look in the mirror. You're fucking Arizona State, not Alabama. What do you expect?
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. And also, a personal friend, and Nick, you actually know him too, Tyler Thigpen, who uh, was a Coastal Carolina grad... Uh, told me and my father one night at dinner talking about Herm Edwards that he thought he was a great motivator and spoke very well and was a great analyst. But X's and O's wise, he was absolutely one of the worst coaches he was a part of in the NFL. So that's not a good look for Arizona State. But it could be okay because if he speaks well, maybe he'll get some recruits in there. But I don't know. I don't I don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, I guess if
1: he gets a good offensive and def- defensive coordinator, who knows?
0: Yeah. Anyways, another big hire, Dan Mullen to Florida. He returns to where he used to be in his stomping grounds where he uh, was in the national championship with Tim Tebow, was a fantastic offensive coordinator for Urban Meyer, pretty successful at Mississippi State. I think this is a good hire. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great hire. I I Honestly, if I was them, I would have gone after Scott Frost first. But I guess the rumors, I don't know if you've got to talk about that, but I guess the rumor is that he's going to go back to Nebraska at his alma mater.
0: Yeah. But
1: uh, I think, I think Dan Mullins a solid hire. He did a great job at Mississippi State. I mean, they're not a perennial program, and he's taken it to six straight bowl games, has a winning record there. I mean, who knows? He's going to one of the top 10 jobs in the country. He's going to get better recruits, better facilities. It'll be interesting to see what he does
0: there. Yeah, I agree 100%. But the interesting thing is, is do you think Chip Kelly was maybe the number one prospect there? And then after Chip went to UCLA, they flipped to Dan Mullen? Because I have a feeling Dan Mullen was... 100%. The... Yeah, okay.
1: What do you mean do I have a feeling? There was like literally... Re- there was there were sources out there saying that they flew up to talk to him in, in Connecticut.
0: Mm. You didn't see that, Chip? No, I did not see that exact uh, statements or, or sources. Oh, well...
1: Apparently, the athletic director and like six or seven boosters flew up and talked to uh, Chip Kelly last week. And then I guess it came out on Saturday that Chip Kelly went to UCLA. I'm sure we'll talk about that next. Uh, And then the very next day, they announced Dan Mullen. So I think he was their backup plan, but I don't think it's that bad of a backup plan, to be honest.
0: No, I think it's a great fit. I think it's fantastic. I think either of those coaches would have been great fits for Florida. Uh, but yeah, my next one was Chip Kelly to UCLA. I think he is going to uh, go back to restoring what he used to do in the Pac-12. He knows the conference. He you know, obviously has been in the West Coast and you know, it's compatible there. I think he's going to do a fantastic job at UCLA. I think they're going to be great in a couple of years. I don't I don't
1: know. I thought that was a dumb move.
0: Why? UCLA over Florida? I, I, dumb. Dumb because of what? You're just saying dumb. You're not saying any reason.
1: It's a worse program. His contract is terrible. He's getting paid like $3.7 million a year, which is dog shit. And he's in a shitty conference compared to the SEC. Also, the SEC East is pretty weak besides Georgia. I feel like he had a much better opportunity to get a national championship at Florida than he would at UCLA. Do you want me to continue?
0: Yeah, because I think there's other reasons that— They're the
1: fourth—I'll continue. They're the fourth most relevant football
0: team in L.A. right now.
1: I mean, I just don't understand the move at all.
0: There's no way the Chargers are more relevant than them. I absolutely believe it. I absolutely believe it. No way. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I think it's not a bad move because, uh, one, just just lifestyle-wise, living in L.A. is fantastic. Two, I think that their facilities are way nicer than Florida. Three, he's already has an experience in the Pac-12. Four, you don't have to try to go through Nick Saban to get to the college football playoff every year. I think those are four good points, too. Uh, they're softer. And five, they just got a huge fucking Under Armour contract. Like, huge which is, you know, maybe not as good as Florida's contract with Nike. I don't know. I don't know the logistics behind it. But, I mean, it it means that the school is invested in football more so than basketball now. So, I think it's turning. I think it's turning. I think the door's are revolving there. I I think, honestly, to be be quite frank with you, I think either place he'd be successful at, to be quite frank.
1: Well, thank you for being frank
0: with me. (laughs) You're welcome. Anyways, let's talk about Rocky Top, Tennessee. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's just start with this fucking Jesus bullshit fucking shit show of a goddamn coaching carousel, bullshit school, terrible. Clay Travis has fucked up everything. Uh, Greg Schiano gets hired there. Then all of a sudden, the students revolt. All this stuff about Sandusky and him maybe. Be ex- more specific. Be more specific. You Sunday know. they said that they were going to sign him. Less than four or five hours later, they said they weren't. Right, because of the student revolt and all the shit. That's shows. what I'm saying. You're like, oh, they're going to sign him. I mean, this happened within the matter of hours. Within the matter of hours. Well, anyways, Greg Shiano is now royally bent over and fucked because there's no way anybody's going to hire him anymore. No way. Because now he, he seems to be associated with the Sandusky thing, and I don't, who knows what even happened, really. Do you feel bad for Shiano, or do you think, fuck it? I
1: absolutely feel bad for Greg Schiano. Uh, I mean, here's the thing, and I'm going to put my little hat on. Go ahead. This, this whole thing came out because one of the assistant coaches, McQuarrie, I can't think of his first name. That's right. That was there. What was his name? No, I was saying
0: that's right, McQuarrie.
1: McQuarrie. I can't think of his first name is what I'm saying. He came out in a court testimony during the Sandusky trial and said that another assistant coach told him, I can't think of the assistant coach's name, but apparently the assistant coach was told by Greg Schiano that he saw Sandusky doing something in the locker room with a boy. Right. And that was it. But that's that's two levels of hearsay right there. That's someone telling That's someone telling the query what Greg Schiano said. It's not even Greg Sciano saying it to him. It's someone else saying that Greg Schiano said that. Right. I mean, it's so unreliable. For example, hearsay is – Someone telling him, like if Greg Ciano came up to McQuarrie and said, "I saw," you know what he saw, that would still be hearsay and it wouldn't be admissible because it's not, it's not reliable. It's not reliable with anything else. With else, so th- there's really nothing else going out there. And on top of that, it's seriously it's hearsay inside of hearsay. So it, it's not reliable. That's the only mention of him in the entire thing. I mean, I, I believe in our criminal justice system, and you know you should be innocent until proven guilty. And the fact that one line. In one deposition during a child rape case, about someone said something else about something that may have happened is just absolutely ridiculous. That it destroyed his entire career. And here's another thing: how did this? This was this. This clearly wasn't a, that big of a deal for uh, Ohio State. I
0: well, mean, or Rutgers, depo- or
1: Rutgers, Well, no, no. See, this this deposition didn't come out. Oh, yeah, until yeah, 2000- yes, yes.
0: You're right. I'm sorry.
1: 2016, and it was in the it was in the news for a little bit, but then, yeah. So I just think it's ridiculous that because because now I'm about to go in on the AD. So so like I was saying, Kurt, came out midday, midday on Sunday. It came out that they were fi- Tennessee was finalizing a deal with Greg Ciano. Twitter loses its effing mind. Less
0: than four or five hours later, the AD announced that they're not going to hire him. How much of a bitch does it make him look? I agree. Like I like I'm I'm sorry. You're going into hiring somebody and you don't know. Uh, the background of that story at all, and then all of a sudden social media makes you aware of it. I'm calling bullshit. Twitter! I'm, Twitter! Call- I'm calling bullshit. I, I just can't believe it. Okay, wait, I'm calling bullshit, or you didn't fucking do your information and your research on hiring somebody, so you're an idiot. You know what, what do I'm saying? You mean his research. I'm saying, okay, if he didn't research. Uh, Greg Shiano's past and didn't know that was an issue, quote-unquote issue, Then he didn't do enough research, period. And if it just came to his, you know, in front of him after Twitter exploded, that's pretty pathetic. Dude, dude he went he 100% knew. about that's that. That's my point. That's my point. Is that he had to known about that, so then why did it come into fruition when Twitter started complaining about it? So that's either, what I'm saying. Right. That, we're both saying the same thing. How can you... If I'm any other coach
1: there, I'm like, how can, how can I go there and trust this guy if he literally threw that guy under the bus in a matter of hours because Twitter went up? Right, off. and that's like, why they can't get anybody now. And, oh, and this is the other thing that really pissed me off. People were using that excuse on Twitter when, re- in reality, what they were pissed off about is the
0: record that he had and oh, that he, yeah. didn't really, he wasn't really established. That's what pissed me off. Yeah, because you know damn well if he was a well-established coach with a good-ass record and was an uprise, they wouldn't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. Makes me sick. Makes me sick. It's the same thing with Ezekiel Elliott. They don't give a fuck that he beat up the women because he's a good running back, and everyone's depressed now because he's gone. But if Zeke sucked, they wouldn't talk about it, and they want him off the team and say, you're a piece of shit. Well, here's a better example related to this actual coaching search. You got people saying that they want Bobby Petrino and Mike
1: Leach. Right. So I like both of, I like both of those guys. But Bobby Petrino was caught with some uh, grad assistant on the back of his Harley that he admitted to having an affair with. And then you got Mike Leach who put a student uh, 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 player in an equipment closet that was dark
0: after he told him that after he told Mike Leach that he had a concussion. Yep. And that's verifiable facts. I agree with you 100%. Good points. No, those are exactly 100% facts. That's good points. Yeah, I'm not comparing it, you know, to child rape, but I'm saying, like, it's not like he was doing the raping and it's not like there's actually
1: any proof that he knew. So, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy and ridiculous. And also, on and top it, of
0: that, on top of that, I'm sorry to break you, but on top of that is... Greg uh, Shiano was kind of low in the totem pole. That's a lot of balls to come out and do. I mean, I'm not making an excuse for him, but if he did see something, that's a lot of balls to come yeah. out and try to break down a program when you're trying to uh, you know, upstart your coaching career, and that's a hard situation. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into that. Because yeah, I mean, I'm, morally it's not right, but we don't know. The point is we don't yeah, know what I, happened. Yeah, I'm not
1: touching that at all. What I want to say is uh, uh, the last point on this I'm going to make is who knows? what Greg Sciano would have done there. I mean, at first, me and you were tweeting, were talking, uh, not tweeting we were texting about it and saying, oh my God, Greg Sciano. But then I started thinking about it, and he did turn Rutgers around. Yes, his record wasn't great at Rutgers, and it wasn't great in the Big East, but that program was awful. And I've had friends from New Jersey that said he literally put that school on the map. Yeah. People know Jersey wanted to go there until Greg Sciano went there and changed the football around. Yeah. Second of all, he was pretty decent in the NFL. And third of all, you've got Urban Meyer vouching for him. And Bill and Belichick. And Bill Belichick. And those are two of the best coaches in football. So and, I mean, and Ohio people...
0: State's had a, a top, you know, whatever defense in the country the last two years with NFL draft picks. And I'm not saying that's 100% Greg Schiano, but he contributed a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think it's terrible. I feel really bad for that guy because
1: you're right. I don't see him getting another job ever again, a uh, head coaching job, uh, just because of that, or at least not for a while. But at least he's got a good thing going there at Ohio State. I feel for the guy, and I think it's ridiculous, and I would never trust that AD if I was anybody. That guy's a spineless bitch. Uh, And I guess I have a question for you. Do you think this is going
0: to set a precedent for people overreacting on Twitter, or is this just an isolated case? I think this is more of an isolated case. And I think because of what's going to happen, meaning Tennessee fans— aren't going to get the coach that they want at all thinking that they were doing the right thing by bringing him down and now nobody wants to come there because they feel like they're going to be scrutinized just like Butch Jones was just like Derek Dooley was etc cetera, etc cetera. because all these Tennessee fans have way too high of fucking expectations which they shouldn't have because you haven't been good since the fucking 90s with Peyton Manning or the thing 1999 you won the fucking national championship your expectations are way too high for the shitty amount of seasons you've had. So I think this is an isolated situation, and I think that it's going to bite the Tennessee fans back in the ass because they're going to get a below-average or below-average coach to come in there and do the same shit that the last two coach, three two to three coaches have done. So it, it, I think it's a learning lesson for fan bases.
1: Yeah, it should be because they're, they're literally destroying it. I mean, I, I got a list of, of coaches, people that have turned down this job. Jim Bob Cooter, is a the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. Yep. Duke head coach David Cutcliffe, who's like 63 years it old. Who would be a
0: great fit at Tennessee, by the way.
1: Purdue, Purdue's Jeff Baum, who really hasn't done anything except win at Western Kentucky and everybody wins there. Well, I'm sorry, he he would, six,
0: he's 6-6 six and six at Purdue. That's pretty fucking good for Purdue. On the shitty side of the Big Ten? Yes, I'm not kidding. Purdue is that bad. Okay. NC State's Dave Doran. I'm, not going, barely, I'm not going into he, that.
1: He's 33 and
0: 30 in, in at his
1: time at NC State. and has a 14 and 24 record in the ACC. Then they tried to go after. Well, this is an in chronological order, They also tried to go after Mike Gundy, who literally broke up all of that
0: those rumors a few days ago when he tweeted out, uh, "Cowboys for life." And they and offered he, him. They offered him like, double his salary too. Like, the, how bad does it get? People fucking yeah. bite for money. People bite for money.
1: Yeah, they, he still he rejected not wanna-
0: it. For all the
1: reasons we said, he doesn't want to go to that dumpster fire. I know. And the last person, um, the last person that turned it down was was Dave Doran, And I think if, if you're trying to get NC State's coach, who's 33 and 30, 14 and 24 in the ACC, like <laughs> they must be scraping the bottom
0: of the barrel, man. Yeah, and it's uh, going to get more. It's going to get worse. I'm telling you right reports, now, it's going to get worse.
1: Reports are that they're talking to Ke- Kevin Sumlin. Do you think he'd he take that job?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I, I honestly, at this point, I have no idea. I mean, if I was Kevin Sumlin, I would, because you ain't going nowhere better than Tennessee after after that. You're not going anywhere well, better.
1: Well, I also read something before. Right? This is all just coming out right before this podcast. I don't know if you've been able to see it. There are also rumors that Kevin Sumlin might be going to Florida State if Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher, Fisher goes to tech- And that
0: was my next one that I was going to bring up. And speaking of that, Jimbo Fisher, uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, sources told ESPN that Florida State officials are now... Urging Jimbo, Pit, uh, Jimbo Fisher to pick as soon as possible whether he's going to stay or to leave because they want to start making their moves.
1: I think it's as good as gone. There's there's reports that they're about to uh, Texas A&M is about to offer him like seven point four million a yeah. year. You got to go for Which that, you, right? I would. <laughs> I think I think so, dude. That's absurd. So. What's funny is I, I saw I have, have to tweet out this clip. <laughs> I guess uh, Jimbo Fisher has this, like, weekly show that they do that they send out to the school and kind of put online. Oh, my God, and And the guy that
0: asked the question? Oh, my God, about loyalty? That that was so funny. If you haven't seen that, please, folks, go see that. A guy asked Jimbo Fisher about loyalty um, in regard to the Florida State program and basically asked him, like, what he's going to do. And the the camera, the uh, reporter grabs the mic out of the guy's hand and, like, pushes him away. We'll, We'll tweet out the link. That is so funny. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Anyways, let's go ahead and move right along. Usually, we do the Nissan Heisman watch. Uh, I think obviously Nick will agree with me. I think Baker Mayfield is a hundred percent. They might as well. Boomer uh, baby, you picked it. You picked it. They might as well just uh, start sketching the stone. And he definitely won that, don't you think? For sure. I, he, think, th- he, he it he- I think he won to I think throw six picks and lose to TCU, <laughs> and he'd still win. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what we all been talking about, what we all want to hear about. Drum roll, please. College football rankings. To me, only eight teams have a chance, so I'm only going to read off the top eight teams in the college football playoff as of Tuesday. One, Clemson. Two, Auburn. Three, Oklahoma. Four, Wisconsin. Five, Bama. Six, Georgia. Seven, the U, Miami. Eight, the Ohio State University. And I'm going to stop there, like I said, because... There's no point to talk about the other teams. I think they're irrelevant, don't you?
1: No, no. Put Penn
0: State in there. Why would you put Penn State in there? Tell you in a second. Well, tell me now, because I'm not putting them in there. No, no, no. This is what I think we should do. I think we should say who we we think are going to win these games coming up and then make this debate. Okay, I was going to start off with the debate of the century, Ohio State-Bama, but that's fine. Let's do it that way. Let's start off with – we'll go in chronological order of the games, and we'll talk about each game, and then we'll go back to that.
1: Yeah, I think that would be more
0: productive. Okay. Uh, Number 11, TCU, plays number three, Oklahoma, at 1230. Minus 7.0 for Oklahoma's favorite. It's the first big 12 conference title game since 2010. Uh, I think Oklahoma smashes them. I want Oklahoma to lose for Ohio State's sake. Uh, Yeah, I think Ohio State wins
1: first. Excuse me, Oklahoma wins two. Baker Mayfield's got Heisman on the watch. Goddamn. Heisman on the line and Heisman, or excuse me, Heisman, Damn, I'm fucking up. Heisman on the line Jesus. and a playoff spot on the line.
0: Jesus. I don't think they're going to lose that game at all. Well, they also had beat TCU 38 20 earlier in the year. It wasn't Norman, though. But here's my question this would be hilarious. So basically, they implemented the Big 12 conference title game because of what happened in the past to Baylor and TCU, correct? Have they didn't get in the playoff? Yeah. Yes. How funny would it be because of this game, Oklahoma lost it. They got nobody in because of it. Yeah. That, How ironic would that be? That would be such a Big 12 thing to do. That's what I'm saying. That's such a Big 12 move. That is such a Big 12 fucking move that I almost think it might happen. And Vegas doesn't think it's that big of a spread. Seven's not that much. And the ESPN, um, the uh, the F. PI or whatever it's called only has Oklahoma like a, as a fifty nine percent chance to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, who knows? I think they're going to win. I don't know if they're going to smash them like you said, but I think they're going to win just because, like I said, they got more writing on it.
0: I think they're going to smash them because it's, it's, I don't think I don't think TCU has, has a chance of getting in the CFP. So no, they absolutely don't. They absolutely, absolutely don't. Um,
1: they're playing for pride and a better bowl is
0: basically it. And they're playing spoiler now. And they have nothing on the line, so it could go either way. Oklahoma has so much pressure; they might crumble. TCU has nothing to play for except for a New Year's Six Bowl, and they probably don't really give a fuck about that at that point. Because now, the way the college football format is now, it's kind of playoff or bust if you're a top, you know, notch team. So I think that they're playing, you know, nonchalant, relaxed, trying to play spoiler, and sometimes that plays advantage, you know. For sure. All right, number six, Georgia plays number two, Auburn. Auburn is favored by two and a half. The last game, Georgia lost to Auburn 40-17. to But this time it is in the Atlanta Dome, the Mercedes Dome in Atlanta. And that helps. That's a little advantage towards Georgia because that's sort of going to be like a home game. I know Auburn travels well, but there's definitely going to be more Georgia fans than there will be from Auburn, Alabama. What do you think about that one?
1: I think Georgia's going to win. Uh, I yeah, any- you know
0: what? I do too, and I think me and you are the only two people in the country. And we haven't even discussed this, but I, I agree. Go ahead. Sorry. I just, I don't know. I, I just have a
1: feeling. I, I feel like Auburn's Al, uh, pretty banged up. Like he yeah. said, that it's basically be a de facto home game for for Georgia. I like Jake Fromm. I think they're gonna want revenge. Yeah. And I think Kirby Smart's a better coach than Gus Malzahn. So, boom.
0: I think I think Kirby Smart's obviously a better defensive coach than Gus Malzahn. I think that Georgia's gonna some uh, have some tricks up their sleeve. I think they're gonna actually put some points up. I think Carryon Johnson's beat up. I mean, like, the way he went down in the third quarter, apparently he's, like, a dislocated shoulder that they popped back in. Like, all this, like, alleged stuff. I think he's really beat up. I know Auburn has some speed and some playmakers, but, I mean, Georgia gets the same amount of five-star recruits. I think it's – I think Georgia's going to upset them. And I think it's going to throw an absolute wrench in the uh, college football playoff, big time. Really? Yeah, because I saw when, when I watched the uh, the selection show, they said that if Georgia wins, according to like uh, whatever formula they do, whatever um, algorithm they use, if Georgia wins, it gives Ohio State a fifty percent chance. Uh, excuse me, fifty one percent chance of getting in, and Alabama forty nine percent. Here we so. go. I'm just telling you what they said. I'm not saying I believe this. And then if I, all, I don't believe what some fucking nerd typing out. Algorithms about shit That hasn't even happened yet It's fucking I just, Ten nerds are gonna pick The fucking thing At 13 Three of them can't even be In the room Ten nerds are gonna pick it
1: How would How would that be any different I feel like If Auburn wins How would it be any different I really don't understand I feel Because like that's
0: uh, Because pick- I'm, Do you wanna That's know a play-in game uh, no. That's a play-in game Yes Yes The difference is Is what they were saying Is that If Georgia wins Because Alabama Has the one loss To a three loss team That would be the difference Oh my god. Instead of a loss to the SEC champion who probably will be number one or two at the end okay, of okay. the season.
1: Bring this up. Bring this up when we're talking about the playoff. You're 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 conflating the two. I am
0: talking let's about, just about the players. Let's playoffs.
1: talk about the games. And then we'll go back and talk about all this elements. All right, features.
0: number seven Miami versus number one Clemson. Clemson's favored by nine and a half. It's Miami's first ACC championship game since two thousand three. And Clemson is looking to make the third straight college football playoff and their second national championship game. Uh, I see, I see Clemson winning this. Vegas sees Clemson winning this. I don't think. I think Miami obviously had a great season. I think they were very fortunate with the schedule they played. Uh, I think Clemson uh, rolls on and is the number one seed in this college football playoff. I,
1: I think. I think Miami sees Clemson winning this. <laughs>
0: right. I do too. It's It'll almost like a, they didn't expect to be there. Like, this is like, I'm happy to go to the dance. Like, I, I got invited to the prom. I'm happy to be there. I don't know. Losing to Pittsburgh, just I feel like it let all the air out of the balloon. Maybe. The turnover chain is snapped. Two chains. Or <laughs> a, a keep, a keep to Talib is about to run to Miami and snap that chain like he did to Michael Crabtree. <laughs> They're
1: going to have to go to Pittsburgh and take it because they've already got it.
0: No, yeah, no shit. Apparently, like according to you, that their turnover ratio really wasn't that good the whole year. So apparently, a lot of teams have it from them. Hmm. Uh, number eight Ohio State is minus five and a half versus number four Wisconsin. A uh, little bit reminds me of the 2014 Wisconsin game where Wisconsin helped Ohio State. Ohio State one fifty nine to nothing. Also reminiscing. Their quarterback was a little beat up His name was Braxton Miller Then JT Bear broke his ankle versus Michigan JT Bear got hurt versus Michigan again And then the third string quarterback Went in, Dwayne Haskins is the third string Cardell was the third string I don't know, we'll see I don't really believe what I'm saying right now But I have I, I It's such an Ohio State move to win They'll win this game I think And then everybody else the choc, like uh, the, All the other chalk will hold And Alabama will get in I think But what do you think about this game?
1: I feel like everybody thinks
0: Ohio State's going to win.
1: That Wisconsin's getting no respect at all. And honestly, I think Ohio State's going to beat the shit out of them. You do? I think it's going to be like a thirty-five nothing game again. I just have a feeling.
0: See, I that don't know. Ohio
1: State. I don't know. That or Ohio
0: State loses a close one. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I, I still can't... I feel like nobody could get a read on Wisconsin because their schedule was so bad. So I don't even know. Like, I really genuinely don't know. Like, if it was another 59 nothing loss, like you said, I wouldn't be shocked. But then if, if Wisconsin came out and won by a field goal at the end, I wouldn't be shocked. So I don't know. I feel like it, I agree with you 100%. Blowout or nothing. I agree. Well, yeah, I mean, if Ohio State comes out and plays like they did against Iowa, I mean, who knows? Yeah, that's true. But the, the, the last... Um, Three weeks they played. They played fantastic. They crushed, you know, il- shitty Illinois, but they beat um, Michigan State, who's ranked 16th right now. And then they beat Michigan, who's a pretty good team, uh, with a backup quarterback in the second half. So I don't know. They're, they're, they're hot, but they're I think they're a little bit too late. They're a little bit too late right now. Yeah. So anyways, let's go. Uh, let's do it like this. You tell me your four teams in the playoff. I'll tell you my four teams in the playoff, and then we'll argue a little bit. After this weekend. After this weekend, yes, yes. Okay. I got
1: Oklahoma in. Okay. These are the seeds I want them to have. I want Oklahoma to have the number one seed. I said that last week, but I'll I'll go by whatever we think the committee's going to say. Yeah, let's go by that. Clemson number one, because I think they're going to beat Miami and stay Mm -hmm. in. Uh, Move Oklahoma up to number two, because I think Auburn's going to lose to Georgia. Georgia's going to jump to three. I think Ohio State is going to beat Wisconsin, but Alabama slides up into the fourth spot, and, and Ohio State is left on the outside looking in
0: at five. I have the exact same thing. I've been calling this for weeks. I said Ohio State, after the Iowa game, they got beat. I said they're going to destroy everybody for the rest of the season, and they're going to be on the outside looking in at number five, and I agree with you. I think Bama's going to slide right into them, and I think it's simply, well, not simply. I think it's because of Bama's history for the last decade, and you know what? I'm being humble. I think Nick Saban deserves that. I think he deserves that. I really do.
1: Yeah, I mean, this,
0: if you want to go for argument's sake, but obviously we're both on the same side, because I'm not going to get on here and be like Skip Bayless and tell everybody and say these fucking stupid shit and say that Ohio State 100% get in. No, here's the reality of it. You shouldn't have lost by 31 points to fucking 7 and 5 Iowa. You fucked up your whole season, okay? Man up and accept it. Now, if Oklahoma loses or something crazy fucking happens like that, then yeah, and they get a chance, they better. They better take advantage of it, because if they go out and get their ass beat again, then their reputation is slowly getting diminished. And I know you said you don't think that the committee uh, has any bias towards what happened in the past, but I'm telling you right now, that is fucking lingering in their brain. They're going, hmm, okay, if we put Ohio State at number four again, and all of a sudden Clemson beats them exactly like last year, 31-0 or something like that, it, it, it lowers our credibility. But if we put Bama in, they've been consistent in big games, you know, for the most part— and it's not the same situation. I think that lingers in their brain. Do you really think the human nature of people it doesn't linger at all?
1: I mean, it might. It uh, does. Well, he- here's the thing. I think there is there's there's a slim chance that I think what I said before: Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama is how I think it's going to pan out. But I have the same I've been saying it since we started talking about the playoff. I have a weird feeling that ESPN and the people that re- the people behind the scenes. The ominous they, the men pulling the strings, do not want to put two two teams in the same conference in. So I think if Ohio State beats the shit out of Wisconsin, like I said, 35 nothing or something like that, I think they might just put them in over Alabama and just use, not say that they don't want to, want to put two uh, SEC teams in, but, you know, just you gonna have Kobe, Kirby Hokut or the The committee chairman's name is up there saying that it was such a great winning. it's a top four team that they beat Penn State, who's one of the best teams in the country. I agree, and uh, that one of their losses was bad, but their other losses to another playoff team. So I could I could see that happening only because of my big conspiracy theory about money and ESPN and then not wanting two conference teams, and two teams in the same conference in the
0: playoff. Well, and also, you know, I think it'd be a little different if the SEC was, like, the SEC of five years ago, where everyone knew that they were the best conference. I think it would be less debatable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think people wouldn't debate it. But now, like, knowing, like, me personally, and I think you'd probably agree with me, that the SEC's probably the third or fourth best conference in college football as of this year, I think that's what makes it even a bigger debate. Don't you? yeah. Dude, I don't think they have up, any uh, problem putting two SEC teams in three or four years ago. No problem, I don't uh, think.
1: No problem. But now, like I said, yeah. Now, they're, they're weaker. It's about money. But I'm looking at my notes, and I'm kind of sad that you didn't put up an argument for Ohio State because I feel like I could against Iowa No, Alabama. I, ha- I have it. I
0: have the argument. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. I mean, I wrote it out. But I, I just, I, I don't want to come up here and seem like a biased fuck because deep in my heart, I really think that Alabama oh, probably should oh, be. Okay. I'm you being honest. Like I'm, I'm saying, because you haven't looked like a biased fuck all season. I haven't. I think I've been relatively honest. You uh-huh. call me out and try to make me seem that way, you know, but I, I feel like I've been pretty, pretty honest with everybody. Anyways, here's the deal. Ohio State, if... This is all hypothetical as if they beat Wisconsin this weekend. They beat number four, Wisconsin, number nine, Penn State, number 16, Michigan State, okay? They're conference champions. Number Alabama's best wins are 17, LSU, that everyone doesn't think they're that good. Number 23, Mississippi State, that they should have probably lost to. And number 25, Fresno State, who I've watched twice. Once versus Boise State and I think once versus Colorado State. They're not a top 25 team in this fucking country. No fucking hold on, way. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is Michigan State really ranked? 16th right now. And they okay, beat him by fucking that, 40. I don't have that written down, but okay, I, I trust you. Continue. And they beat them by 40. They bear some and wax their fucking ass up and down the field. You said
1: Mississippi State and Fresno State.
0: Right. Bama's, Fresno State should- Bama's not a conference champion, who Nick Saban last year came out and said, no way a team should get in if they're not a conference champion, champion team. Referring to Ohio State, then situationally this year he comes out and says, oh, I think it should be about who's more deserving. Like, what a pussy move, by the way. Don't just don't say anything. He's the miss, he's like Belichick. He never says anything. And then now you have to say some stupid controversial statement about you think it's who should deserve to be in. No, fuck you. Last year he was going crazy about fucking Ohio State saying they shouldn't be in because they weren't a conference champion. But guess what? Ohio State went into Norman last year and beat the shit out of Oklahoma, who had ended up being ranked in the top whatever five or six last year. And and Alabama has no fucking good wins this year. None. No good wins. They played one team that was in the top fucking ten, and they lost to them. And they played shitty against a and and they played shitty against Mississippi State. So there is an argument there. But I just don't think the committee's going to see that argument because of my point that I made earlier. I think it's lingering around in the human brain, and they don't want to put Ohio State in on the risking the chance that they go get blown out again by Clemson in a semifinal, and then it makes their credibility go down the fucking drain because then everybody, like they did with Penn State last year after the USC game, are going to go back and say, why didn't you put Bama in? You guys are biased. You just want to make money. You want to do this. And they don't want to deal with that bullshit two years in a row. Is that a good I enough mean, argument for you?
1: No. You missed the best part.
0: What's the best part? How in how the fuck, first of all, is Fresno State ranked? Who have they played? Uh, nobody. They're 9-3, too.
1: Second of all, Mississippi State just lost at home to Ole Miss. Yeah, but they lost a back-
0: quarter. The quarterback broke their leg in the first fucking quarter.
1: Still, how the oh, okay, exactly the quarterback's gone? How the fuck are they still ranked?
0: I'll I don't tell know. you
1: why. Because it's a fucking conspiracy. They want to be able to say that Alabama has three top twenty-five wins next week when they put them in the playoff. That's why. There you go. There you go. And here, here. My best argument for Ohio State getting in, I'm actually talking myself into getting Ohio State
0: in. I still, to this day, think Penn State is a top 14. I, I think Either, they're top six. I'm not kidding. I do, too. I agree with that.
1: Here is
0: why. They lost to Ohio State, who very well might make the playoff, at Ohio State.
1: They had Penn State had that game in their grasp and blew it. 100%. Their other loss was to Michigan State at Michigan State by three points. A field, a last-minute field goal, and with the, the rain
0: delay, and with the three-hour rain delay,
1: with the weird three-hour rain delay. So that means that both the Penn State losses
0: came away games against Big Ten rivals by less. They lost by a total of four points, and bo- both sketchy-ass games too. The Ohio State thing was fluky a little bit, and the Penn, the Michigan State was definitely fluky.
1: I mean, I think with Trace McSorley, Saquon Barkley, Mike Geskeki is a tight end. James Franklin is a head coach. I still believe in my heart, if they're one of the top four best teams in the country, and Ohio State beat them, that is a ten times any win that Alabama has this year. I mean, I, so I mean, I can see that, but I'm telling you, man, I still cannot overlook
0: that that, that terrible loss to Iowa, seven and five Iowa. Also, I really I know.
1: That really ruined
0: it. I know. And also, no one has gotten to the college football playoff losing more than 14, and 31 is bad. But I do, and, and I'm not trying to defend Iowa because they're 7-5, and I don't want to sit here and defend Iowa and defend Iowa, but I really do think Iowa's a hard place to play away. I really do, at their house. I really do think that's a hard place to play. I mean, Penn State only won, and you just said that you think Penn State's the top four team in your heart. You believe that? And, and they won on a walk-off throw from Trace McSorley. That's a tough place to play at, at uh, Iowa.
1: Yeah, I mean Penn State had a couple turnovers that game,
0: but I, I understand. I mean, that's football, though. I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I
1: don't know. Th- go, go I think it's I think it's going to be close. I think Alabama's going to get in, but my conspiracy theory, and I think Ohio State actually does have some some bit of an argument. If it wasn't for that Iowa loss, if they had lost to Iowa like thirty-one to twenty-eight, I think they would one hundred percent be in. Same. But I guess we'll, uh, we'll, see, we'll we'll wait for the drama on Sunday, and I guess Ohio State still has some work to do, huh?
0: Absolutely. I think Wisconsin's a pretty decent team. Obviously, they're the only, well, the second only, no, I'm sorry, they are the only undefeated team in the uh, Big Five. Obviously, you have UCF, which is a fucking joke that's undefeated, but that doesn't even count. Anyways, let's move on to our gambling picks. And this is pretty funny, folks. Usually we do four gambling picks. Obviously, the games are limited this weekend. Me and Nick always text each other to make sure we don't have the same gambling picks before. And ironically, folks, we have the exact same gambling picks this week. So I'll go ahead and say one of them. Then Nick can say the other one. So we're only going to give out two gambling picks because it's too good to be true. If we have the same ones, you can only give out two. It only makes sense. We're giving you what we want, we want to give you two wins for that 2-0, and oh, that 100% for the weekend. The first one is with our boy Lane Kiffin. I sh- maybe shouldn't pick it because he lost me last week, but FAU minus 11.5 versus North Texas. It's a Conference USA title game. Uh, Lane Kiffin's really cocky right now, saying all these tweets, trying to get other jobs. I think he's going to try to stomp them in the throat and beat them by as much as possible and say, look at me, motherfuckers. I want to get hired at somewhere big again.
1: I'm, I'm going to add on to that because obviously I did the same research for that for that pick. Sure. That would be FAU's ninth win in a row. They would be, that would give them a 10-win season. That game is actually being played at FAU for some reason. I have no idea why. Oh, you see I did not know that. Yeah, and FAU played North Texas this year and beat them
0: 69-31. What? Yes. Jesus, good. Good research right there, my friend. All right, go ahead. You get the last pick. All right. My pick is?
1: I feel bad for these guys, so I'm going to throw them a bone. I've got FSU minus 27 at UL, or excuse me, UL University of Louisiana Monroe comes to FSU minus 27. FSU is currently five and six. At first, they canceled this game, but then they went back and rescheduled it because they're trying to become bowl eligible. I went back and looked. University of Louisiana Monroe is four and seven overall. All four of their wins came in the the powerhouse conference that is the Sun Belt against. Powerhouse teams like Coastal Carolina, shout out Rex, in Texas State, I think they're absolutely going to destroy them. Uh, that freshman quarterback is going to feel good about himself, and they're going to have to find a new head coach for the bowl game because Jimbo Fisher will be the F out of there after that game on Saturday.
0: I couldn't agree 100%. More fantastic show. Nick, you did a fantastic job. Before I go, Two quick points. Two quick points because it's very relevant not to college football. What do you think about Tiger Woods? Came out, shot minus three today. What do you think? Real quick take. Hot take. Quick.
1: I watched him. He looked pretty good. He might finish in the top ten this week.
0: Yeah, just wait till he shoots about five over tomorrow and all of a sudden he'll get a back injury again. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, but actually, the, rea- the realistic take is tonight, after celebrating his milestone, and go drink a whole 750 milliliter of Jack Daniels, take about 100 pills, go out tomorrow, hung out as fuck, and that will make him shoot plus five, then his back will hurt. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because he's talking over.
0: <laughs> exactly. And then another hot take, Skins, Cowboys. You know I'm a huge Skins fan. I think you're um uh, a closet skin fan. Prediction on the game tonight. Biggest game of the year. Playoff game for the Redskins. Got to win. Or are they basically season over if they don't win the next four or five games in a row? Go. P- hot take. Go. What's, the,
1: what's the spread? What's the spread?
0: Uh, one and a half Dallas. Minus one and a half Dallas. Which I'm shocked
1: by. Oh my god. I know. I I'm know. betting on. I'm betting on this game. Redskins are gonna roll, baby. They can't. The Dallas Cowboys can't do shit without a DKL. They've scored 22 dangerous.
0: points in three games, Nick. 22 points in three games.
1: Yeah, they are lost. They are terrible.
0: They are. Okay. Well, roll Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Fantastic show. I hope it's a great weekend. It's going to be the last weekend for a long time that we can have quality teams playing and not watching the GoDaddy Bowl or the New York Pinstripe Bowl. Love you, Nick. Great job, as always. We will see you again next Thursday to finalize the season, and then we will have some um, bowl podcasts, some separate podcasts, a, a, a Christmas podcast, a New Year's podcast. Keep you all in the loop. Follow every aspect of social media at Tailgate Boys. And once again, thank you, Nick, and thank you guys for listening. We love you.